Grace and peace to you, Bloom. Welcome to our guided liturgy podcast. We try to, in this time, uh, provide space for us as a community to open ourselves up to the Spirit of God, to Christ moving in us and through us. And one way that we do that is through scripture meditation at, at one point in the podcast. And um, in the last few weeks, we've that meditation's turned more into a conversation, which is good. We just felt this week to pause and to, to actually give time for us to meditate on the story of Scripture together. And we're going to center on the passage that we discussed last week. We're just going to use that again, Acts 3. But this time, again, instead of a conversation around that, we'd like to, to be drawn into a meditation on that. And so we'll, we'll cover that once we get to that point. So really, our hope in this podcast is that you would be drawn into the presence of Christ, the reality of who we are in Christ, that through the prayers, through the liturgy, through the confession, through the prayer of the day, and through the meditation on Scripture, that we would be compelled to open ourselves up to the divine among us and us and through us. Bloom, let's join together now with the church worldwide and say the prayer of the day together. Almighty God, you have built your church upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself, being the chief cornerstone, grant us so to be joined together in unity of spirit by their teaching that we may be made a holy temple acceptable to you through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. We pray to God the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come Come, Holy Spirit, creator, and renew the earth. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, Counselor, and touch our lips that we may proclaim your word. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, power from on high. Make us channels of peace and ministers of healing. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, breath of God. Give life to the dry bones around us and make us a living people, holy and free. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, wisdom and truth. Strengthen us to be bold in faith. Holy Spirit, come upon us.
Jesus, humble Savior, the strangest thing to ponder. In weakness you are greater. You showed us a new way. Now unto Here a reading from Psalm 13. 
How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I have perplexity in my mind and grief in my heart day after day? How long shall my enemy triumph over me? Look upon me and answer me, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, lest I sleep in death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, and my foes rejoice that I have fallen. But I put my trust in your mercy. My heart is joyful because of your saving help. I will sing to the Lord, for he has dealt with me richly. I will praise the name of the Lord Most High. Glory Glory to to the the Father, and and to to the the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Here, reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man, lame from birth, was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the Beautiful Gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. And Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So for this week, we decided to retain the scripture because we wanted to enter into a meditation on this verse that asks us, who is it in this story that we relate to at first and why. I think we have this assumption in our American evangelical context sometimes that we are the hero in the story and that's who we are drawn to relate to, that we are the ones who are doing justice and restoration and healing to others in these stories that we see, not only of the early church, but of the Gospels and of the history of the people of God. And there's other people in this story. There's, there's a man who's waiting for healing, who's been reduced to this position, who sees the religious life pass him by every day to and from, to and from worship. There's the ones that carry him, that are faithful, to just try to put him at the intersection of need and provision. And then there's those who just are in the religious life that seems to be, at least in part, disconnected from the world that the one whom they are worshiping came to redeem. So if we look at the story and we automatically just assume we're Peter, we're the healer, 
I think it's good to ask why. Do we relate to Peter because he has given everything for the sake of the unity of the church? Because he literally has nothing to give this man. I mean, he doesn't just not have cash with him. Like he literally has nothing. He's given it away. Do we relate to him because his heart is so, so open to the spirit of God? He's listening to the voice of Christ. He's seeing with the eyes of Christ. Do we relate to him because he has become the body of Christ on the earth? The same things that he saw Jesus do that he is doing on the earth as the body of Christ. Or do we relate to Peter because of our sense of control, our sense of power, of privilege, of health? And do we relate to the others in the story? Really, the whole church is Peter. That's the great invitation. But why? It's an invitation that requires kind of some brutal self-honesty. And I think that's what I'm struck by as you list the different versions of Peter, because any time a story is laid out, I, I, I don't know, I appreciated you saying, you know, are you Peter because you've given everything up? And that's the reality for that, for Peter. Mm-hmm. It, it's this brutal honesty moment, like, who am I actually in this story? Or why do, why do I think I'm this person in this story? Uh, and then giving the space and the humility to actually let the Spirit come and speak into that place, whatever whatever person you identify as. But having that self-honesty and having that humility to say, I maybe have been wrong about how I viewed myself against the Bible. Mm-hmm. Spirit, what would you have to say about that? Uh, I like that a lot. As you were talking, I think the beauty of the Catholic apostolic church that we're united, that we've been made one through Christ, is that we, we hold this story with people across the world, across time, yeah. and in our own city tonight who can do nothing but relate to the one who's broken mm-hmm. and in need. And can do nothing but relate to the one who carries the one who is in need. If that is not us, at some point it has to be, I believe. Mm-hmm. If, if we're honest. But if it is not tonight, then we read it alongside with and we hold it alongside with those who it very much is mm-hmm. for them. The broken, the consistent in the face of no hope of anything ever changing. I just I think we have to break this thing in ourselves of forgetting about what brings us together in scripture. Mm-hmm. Like what unifies us. And what unifies us is the fact that every person, every character in this story is all around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we it instead of being so self-centered and so like all we're thinking about is ourselves in these stories. Like I find myself right now, as we're thinking about this, and as we've been talking about this over the past couple of weeks, it has just completely turned my theology upside down mm-hmm. because now all I can think about as I read scripture is where am I placing myself in this? Mm-hmm. Am I seeing it through a filter of privilege or am I seeing it through the filter of what I'm supposed to be and who I'm supposed to be? 
and who the spirit is leading me to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's completely changing my, yeah. my whole perspective of what, of how to read scripture. And it's helping me think about other people other than myself. Yeah. Like it, it brings into perspective this whole, this, the idea of the global church that we talk about every week at Bloom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's good as well, because I think having that posture allows the spirit to actually speak and move. Mm-hmm. Because if we have a posture of already knowing that we are, a, I don't know, that, that privilege piece is really speaking to me right now, where it's mm-hmm. like you can't, it's like it's a spirit blocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if, if there's a humility, the spirit can actually move. And I think all the way down to like globally, it even means that maybe the American church doesn't have as much to say as we thought we did. Yeah. And that maybe we need to quiet up and listen for a little while yeah. and repent and, mm-hmm. and be a different person in the story than, than we've been identifying with this whole time. So Dulce, if you could just um, read this for us again. And I, um, I do just want to say again that this isn't like meant to be condemning or anything like that. The reality is the entire church, broken and beautiful, is Peter, because we are the body of Christ on the earth, and and so we are the love and the peace and the healing and the power of Christ to our world. But what I hope that we can also hold in this moment is that we come to the table with every person in this story, with the faithful, with the broken, with the humble, with the blind and the lost and the absolutely astounded. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what makes us the body of Christ desperately in need of Christ. Mm -hmm. So as you listen, pay attention to those parts in you that relate to these people. Don't give in to the temptation to be Peter, to be the hero Pay attention to those broken parts in you, to those faithful parts in you, to those hardened heart parts of you, and let the Spirit speak. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then, walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. 
when they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate. They were absolutely astounded. The Apostle Paul says, Be imitators of God. Love is Christ's loved. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Put away all anger and bitterness, all slander and malice. So let us confess our sin to God who forgives us in Christ. In a dark and disfigured world, we have not held out the light of life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. In a hungry and despairing world, we have failed to share our bread. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. In a cold and loveless world, we have kept the love of God to ourselves. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the Father forgive us by the death of his Son and strengthen us to live in the power of the Spirit all of our days. Gathering our prayers and our praises into one, let us pray as Christ our Savior has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Bloom, may God who gives patience and encouragement give you a spirit of unity to live in harmony as you follow Jesus Christ so that with one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain in you always. Go in peace to love and to serve Jesus.